God is going to answer that prayer. And while you're still speaking, while you're still prophesying, while you're still speaking the word of God over those situations, he says, I will hear. Amen. the Lord. Has the enemy ever told you that what you're going through seems hopeless? Have you ever faced circumstances in your life that, that everything that you look at tells you that there is no hope, whether it's sickness or, or whether it's financial obligations? And the enemy, he just comes and says, you know, there's, there's no hope. You can't get through it. But I'm here to tell you that there is hope in God. When things seem hopeless, we have hope in God and in the word of God. And this um, lesson comes from Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. And I'm going to start in the 11th verse. And it says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. And if you're familiar with this, this um, message, the children of Israel had been bombarded with the enemy. The enemy had came in on every side and, and had destroyed the cities and had taken them captive. And at this point in time, they just felt like everything was hopeless. They felt that they were cut off from their inheritance and that all hope was lost. Don't let the enemy tell you that there's not hope because there is always hope in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Ezekiel 37 and 1 reads like this. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. I've often read this scripture and I, and I would think, you know, if the spirit of the Lord was going to take me somewhere, I would want him to take me up to the mountaintop. I would want him to take me up into the heavenlies where I could see the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know, I, I I would want to see those good things like John the Revelator when he saw, you know, streets of gold and walls of jasper. You know, Lord, take me to that place. But in this particular scripture, it says that the hand of the Lord was upon me and he and and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of, the, of bones. Now we understand in our spiritual walk that we have mountaintops and we have valley experiences. And I love the mountaintop. I love to just, you just constantly, seems like you feel the presence of God. You pray a prayer and it just, it seems like it's answered immediately. And those mountaintop experiences that, you know, it just seems like you're just walking, you know, on water at that point, and I love the mountaintop. But scripture teaches us that it's in the valley that we grow. It's in those difficult times that we learn to seek God with our whole heart. When you're really going through something and you need the hand of God to move on your behalf, I can promise you, you'll find yourself in prayer. You'll find yourself seeking God. And it's in those times that we learn to trust him. When we don't feel the presence of God with us, we learn to trust him. We 
learn to have faith. That faith has absolutely nothing to do with our feelings, but it has everything to do with the word of God, that we're basing our confidence on what the word of God says and not on what we feel. And we learn this through the things that we go through and through those uh, valley experiences. The second verse says, He caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. When I think of bones, I think of just hopeless situations. You're looking at something that once had life, no longer has life. You're looking at something that once had hopes and dreams and aspirations, things they wanted to accomplish, and, and now all that is gone. And so now it is is hopeless. It says there was very many and that it was very dry. So many hopeless situations was there. And he in verse three says, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered and said, oh, Lord God, thou knowest. I think that's a good answer. To me, it's like he's saying, God, I don't know. But one thing I'm confident of, God, I know that you know that these bones can live. Then verse 4 says, and again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. So we understand from Hebrews 11, 1, that faith comes by hearing. It's important that you verbalize, that you prophesy the word of God over these hopeless situations. The, and I've often read this scripture and I thought, you know, the Lord could have said bones live. Amen. In um, Genesis, the first chapter, it says, And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God could have easily prophesied this himself, but what he did, he told the prophet, he told Ezekiel, he said, You prophesy to these bones and say to them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. The God, God told Ezekiel, the prophet, to prophesy. And I believe that's key because I believe that God wants you and I as children of God to prophesy, to speak the word of God over our hopelessness, over those things that the enemy says is hopeless, over those things that the enemy says that cannot happen, things that the word of God says that you as a child of God can have. And we need to understand that it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you're a child of God, you have the spirit of of the living God dwelling on the inside of you. You, as a child of God, have a prophetic voice. That's why it's so important that you use your voice, that you speak forth the word of God, that you prophesy over the things in your life, those situations that you're needing, the, that you're needing God to work for you in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 5 says, Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So what the Lord is telling you, I'm going to bring life into this hopelessness. Amen. I'm going to bring life. And when this happens, it says, and then you shall know. 
When you've gone through something that's difficult, when you've gone through something that is seemingly impossible in the natural, and you've prayed and you've seen God work in those situations, it's at that point, hallelujah, that you realize that it is God that has intervened and not something that you have done. It's at that point that you realize that it is God that has intervened into your life and that he deserves all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. So verse seven says so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied I love those words it says as I prophesied as I spoke the word of God out of my mouth it says there was a noise and behold a shaking and bones came together bone to bone amen I can just imagine this graveyard full of bones and all these bones start clattering and coming together and, and, and creating people but it says as I prophesied God did not even wait until he was finished speaking before he began to move on his behalf I love the scripture in Isaiah 65 and 24 that says, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Amen. I love that. That before we call, God is going to answer that prayer. And while you're still speaking, while you're still prophesying, while you're still speaking the word of God over those situations, he says, I will hear, amen. And in verse eight says, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. So there was a coming together of all these bones and the sinews and the skin. A lot can be accomplished just by coming together. You have companies and you have corporations, you have teams that come together and accomplish a lot in the, in the world. But it takes the breath of God. It takes the spirit of God to bring forth life. Amen. He's the only one that can bring life into your hopelessness. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come forth from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these that are slain, that they may live. So he's continually prophesying unto these, these bones that they would bring forth life. We need the breath of God. We need the breath of God in our, in our lives and in our spirits. And so often we pray, Lord, breathe on me. Lord, fill me with your presence and fill me with your spirit. Not because I'm a perfect person, not because I do everything right, but because I do sometimes fail and I need the spirit of God I need the presence of God I need the grace of God and I need the mercy of God in my life amen to lift me up but he said breathe on these that they may live verse 10 says so I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army hallelujah so he he prophesied the word of God as he was commanded and when he prophesied it it put life it put hope into these hopeless situations and it became an exceedingly great army and that's what God wants to do with you and I is make us a great and mighty army for the kingdom of God an exceedingly great army we are the body of Christ we are the army of God 
Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The God that we serve is greater than any circumstance or any situation that we face. Hallelujah. There is none greater. There is none more powerful because he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, then, then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord, behold, O my people, I will open your graves, I will cause you to come out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Amen. There will be an end to the trial and to the testing that you're going through because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he's on your side and he loves you and he will bring you through the valley. He will bring you through the circumstances and, and his delight is to give you good things and to bring hope back into your life. Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't grow weary during the process. Don't grow weary during the trial, but hold on to the word of God. Verse 13 says, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and shall place you in your own land. Then ye shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, and have performed it, saith the Lord. Amen. He says, at that time, he says, you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. Oh, my people, and brought you up. God wants to bring you up out of hopelessness. He wants to set your feet on the solid rock, which is Christ Jesus. He wants to put that hope in you. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 and 27 says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. If you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you, you have hope. And if you don't know him, it's a simple prayer. Just ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and to be the Lord of your life. And he will do it at that moment. And he will breathe life and hope into your life. Amen. God bless you.